Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to another episode here on Aphrodite's Oracle. I'm recording this episode during the coronavirus quarantine and although I don't wish to give that any more momentum, I think it would be strange not to mention it. And I also send my heartfelt energy to anyone who is affected by this, which is a lot of people, and the loved ones of those who are affected. My heart and my loving energy is with you, and I have hope that we can see and experience brighter and brighter days. So in this way, I am bringing you the next step of the spiritual alchemy process. And today we're talking about conjunction. It is the fourth step. So our gold is not common gold as there is oil in sesame seed and a spark in flint. Thus your creator is in your body. Wake it if you can. As the pupil is in the eye, so is the creator in the body. The fool does not know this secret and runs outside looking for it in vain. It is inside. You do not see it yet because it lives behind the veils of illusion. And I'm sharing that because during this time of social distancing and spending more time alone with our selves, it can be a beautiful time to explore our spirituality. I almost said sexuality. You can explore that as well. Sometimes, sometimes the greatest realizations actually mostly all the time the greatest realizations come when we take time to be alone so as i was researching for conjunction i found um, an outline on an alchemy course at the universe university of hawaii it defines the ancient practice of alchemy as quote alchemy is a cosmic art by which parts of the cosmos, the mineral and animal parts, can be liberated from their temporal existence and attain states of perfection. Gold, in the case of minerals and for humans, longevity, immortality, and redemption. Such transformations can be brought about on one hand, by the use of a material substance such as the philosopher's stone or elixir, or on the other hand, by revelatory knowledge or psychological enlightenment, end quote. So we have been talking about the seven steps of spiritual alchemy or soul refinement, and we started with calcination, then we moved to dissolution, separation, and now we're on at number four, 
conjunction, which is today's topic. And we will continue the process as we move through fermentation, distillation, and finally, coagulation, which is the final step, number seven. While physical alchemy is concerned with altering and transforming the properties within matter, spiritual alchemy is concerned with freeing your spiritual self which is trapped actually within you and it's trapped by the unrefined parts of yourself so for example your fears or hindering beliefs self-sabotage self-hatred all of these things are veils against our divinity and spiritual alchemy is vastly more multifaceted than the physical alchemy that they talk about with gold. And perhaps the most fascinating aspect of spiritual alchemy is its objective, uh, which is to free you from your core wounds, core beliefs that aren't serving you, any time that you've lost a piece of your soul or other self-destructive personality structures that you've created and the goal is to free you so you can live in an unobstructed way and I'll back up a minute to the topic of soul loss uh, traumas that happen to us physically in our bodies injuries, accidents, and also psychological, mental, and emotional trauma, you don't lose your soul, but your soul can feel fragmented or lost, quote-unquote lost, because it's a survival mechanism and that pain needs to be numbed out in some way. So the way to feel whole again is to move through these, these processes. So existing in, quote, pure being or soulful awareness, this is the ultimate state of transformation. And so these days we can thank, of course, famous psychiatrist Carl Jung, who I talk about quite a bit, for the continued interest in, in alchemy and keeping it in the scope of modern awareness. Much of his theory is heavily rooted in the rich symbolism of alchemy, uh, creating a colorful and sophisticated and elegant roadmap by which we can learn to get ourselves out of our own way that's what's so key is when we begin the path of spiritual enlightenment, we find that we're in our own way. And if we can stop being our own enemies, we can allow our fullest potential to unfold. And I have a quote here. I was going to wait till the end to read it, but I think I'm going to read it now. Let's see. So this is... Um, <clears throat> This is a quote by Manly Palmer Hall, and he wrote a book called The Initiates of the Flame, and 
I'll just tell you the chapter headings because if you're like me, you will find these fascinating. So the first chapter of this book is called The Fire Upon the Altar. Chapter two, The Sacred City of Shambhala. Three is The Mystery of the Alchemist. Then you have the Egyptian Initiate, the Ark of the Covenant, Knights of the Holy Grail, and finally, The Mystery of the Pyramid. This is actually quite a short book. I got it on Amazon. It's called The Initiates of the Flame. And as I was reading it, I, it was kind of the first time I had the realization that a lot of spiritual texts are written from a masculine perspective. And I loved this read, and I think it's important to understand the journey of the masculine as a divine feminine myself. But it, it made me curious to find literature aimed at the feminine. So if you're a masculine, you might find that, that interesting. It talks about King Arthur, talks about the pharaohs, and the symbolism of the snake, and all sorts of things. So this is the quote. The alchemists belong to that group of mystics who are said to follow, quote, the cycle of the quest. That is, their symbolism is based upon a search for something lost or hidden. The knights of the round table seeking the holy grail, the Illuminati seeking the pearl of great price, and the alchemists seeking the threefold elixir all belong to the symbolism of pilgrimage. Truth is viewed as separated from man by a strange, intangible sense of distance, a space of time or place that must be crossed. But it is a distance of becoming, a search for that which is furthest from the known but nearest to the self. Woe to the foolish mortal who mistakes spiritual distances for material intervals or permits himself to dream of reality in terms of place. Alchemy is devoted to the quest of three hidden truths, which are all three concealments of the one truth, capital T. The first of the veils is the transmutation of metals. The second, the discovery of a universal medicine. And the third, the creation of the elixir of conscious immortality. And again, that's Manly P. Hall. This was written in 1941. Of course, I wanted to bring a little bit of geographical history into into this episode like I always do. And we're gonna talk about the city of Prague, which is the capital of the Czech Republic and it's known for many things. But one aspect of its history is often overlooked. Uh, Prague was a major center of the occult, the occult arts in the 16th century. And evidence for this side or hidden side of Prague emerged with the discovery in 2002 of an old building that appears to have been an alchemical lab and it's called the Speculum Alchemiae. In 2002, Prague was struck by a, a devastating flood which left like 30,000 people without their homes and even some deaths occurred. And during the cleanup after the flooding, a house was found and it contained numerous, you guys, this is a fascinating underground laboratory facilities that were cross dated to the 16th century. And further examination of the building led those who found it to believe that it was an alchemical laboratory. The discovery consisted of alchemical workshops with like equipment and even an underground network of tunnels. 
This is real. That connected to three important sites in Prague, which were the old town hall, the barracks, and the castle. And now you can visit this place in Prague because it's now a museum. Well, why is this important? Okay, well, this is important because it shows the value that has been placed on this knowledge for centuries. In the 16th century, Prague was the domain of the Holy Roman Emperor Rudolf II. And Rudolf II is known for having been a major patron of the arts and sciences. So he died in 1612, but before that, he helped make this city into one of the leading centers of scientific research and artistic production in Europe. And he hosted some of the most important scientists of the day and philosophers and artists. One of these astronomers, astrologers, two different things, but this person happens to be both. Um, his name was Johann Kepler. And if you've studied the study of space, you will have heard of, of Kepler. And he lived and wrote in a time where general opinion was shifting away from the closed point of view, uh, the Ptolemaic view of the world, and was opening towards this infinitely open, more expansive view. It was the Copernican view, of course, named after Copernicus. Kepler considered himself to be a rationalist and he didn't buy into fortune telling and soothsaying that was becoming popular with the study of astrology. So he earned the, the nickname of the skeptical astrologer. And I think this is really cool because even though he didn't believe that, which by the way, I don't either, he did feel passionately that predictions or observations could be made by studying the heavens. And Kepler is given some credit, sometimes, depends on who you ask, for the first use of the phrase um, throwing out the baby with the bathwater because he said that theologians and physicians and philosophers shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater when they just say all astrology is false. And he thought it was a sense of malpractice even to not consider astrology from a less fantastical standpoint. And I am in the same court as Kepler in this, in this respect. So like the Ptolemaic worldview, the ancient practice of astrology was geocentric or based on the earth. And Kepler was seeking to reconcile astrology with a heliocentric or sun-centric worldview. And remember guys, Helios, do you guys remember who Helios is? Yes, Helios was the Titan god of the sun, later replaced by Apollo. All right, so moving on to, to step four, conjunction. So after the purification and clarification of the first three stages, we must properly combine the remaining elements within us. And this is known as the process of conjunction. While in the previous steps, we separated and learned to distinguish between the separate feelings and thoughts, analyzing ourselves in this way. Well, conjunction provides the inner space or by the way inner space versus outer space do you guys ever think about that our inner space 
is a reflection of outer space. And this is also similar to what Kepler was saying. It would be foolish to think that our inner space is not in some way reflected in outer space. So conjunction is this simmering that is required for us to truly and honestly, here's the key, accept all the parts of our authentic self. So at this point, we're like raw. So you're just like, you're totally stripped down and raw. And during conjunction, you just, it's like you're just staring and you just see who you truly are. And when we experience this stage of spiritual alchemy, our unconscious thoughts and feelings start to sort of bubble up to the surface and into the light of the conscious awareness. And it's because we've stripped away everything that was blinding us. And it's like there's finally room for our subconscious and unconscious to make an appearance. So in this stage, there will be a lot of journaling and introspection, of course. I think I say the word introspection in every single episode. But also solitude and meditation are particularly useful. I mean, there is a reason why ancient... And I was thinking about this because... I was thinking about this because the sol- the spring solstice just happened. And I was thinking about, you know, coming into womanhood or coming into manhood and how we have totally disregarded the importance of making that transition in modern society. Whereas before we would have ceremonies and there would even be times where young men were sent out into the wild to come back a man so they would leave a boy they would leave as a boy and they would return to the tribe or to the community as a man having experienced a spiritual awakening and a sense of grounded authenticity and we no longer make time for these rituals so in a sense spending time alone solitude, which is what we are being forced to do right now as a worldwide community. I think the biggest disservice that we can do for ourselves during this time is to spend too much time consuming distractions. So when we consume distractions on end, on end, on end, on end, on a loop, when do we ever have the time to do this introspection? We don't. Although I do think that positive distraction can help us to clear our head because thinking so much about these heavy topics is just, it's too heavy. So there is a time for everything, but balance is important. Alchemy's motto is as above, so below, meaning that the things of the earth are influenced by the heavens and vice versa. Well, alchemists seek the balance between the two and and from that balance, they affect transformations and healings. So the symbol of the world tree is often found in mystical traditions such as uh, the Kabbalah and also you guys remember Yggdrasil, the tree of the world in Nordic mythology. This is important. It teaches that to be whole, 
we must be connected to heavenly things as well as maintaining our roots in the earth. So the trunk of our life as we live it becomes a highway flowing between the two, between heaven and earth. And the fourth stage of alchemical transformation or conjunction is related to the heart's of the human and to the earth. Another symbol like the world tree, a place where the spiritual meets the physical and the higher states of consciousness can be integrated. Conjunction calls us to create a new attitude towards ourselves. If separation set the stage for us to quit a job that we find draining or meaningless or getting in the way of what we've always wanted to do in this conjunctive state of consciousness, there are fewer fears and we learn to perceive ourselves with more acceptance and love. We see our mistakes as part of the past, part of the process and necessary for the greater consciousness that is yet to come, yet to unfold rather than a value judgment. Our previous low self-regard may now be viewed as like a self-regulating mechanism that prevented us from manifesting our potential until the time was right. And divine timing is real, you guys. Everything happens in divine timing and you meet the people you're supposed to meet and you get the job you're supposed to get and you feel the way you feel all in divine timing and it's all perfect and it's all okay. And a conjuncted consciousness takes us closer to being that person we always sensed that we could be. However, of course, the work doesn't stop there because there are still three more steps in this process. The central idea in alchemy is that matter or material and spirit are one whole unity. They are inseparable, quote, with the aid and help of God. She, or alchemy, reveals all hidden energies of the whole wide world. The sacred marriage, or the conjunction, refers to the union of our divine spirit with the soul. We could say that in common man, the spirit, soul, and body are kind of separated from each other, although they are working with each other. But when the great work or the great process of alchemy has been completed, remember alchemy is called the great work and they use capital letters for that. When it's completed, the divine spirit has been brought down to shine through the soul and the body and unified with the physical body. So they all form the same body. This is self embodiment. This is spiritual embodiment. And there's definitely a vibe to this. There's definitely a specific vibration that a person who is spiritually embodied through this process of alchemy carries. There is a very specific vibration about these uh, seekers or alchemists or initiates. And it's noticeable when you meet someone that is working on themselves in this way. Alchemy focuses a lot on opposite 
images or polarity. You guys know my favorite topic is polarity because I love talking about the masculine and the feminine energy, but there are more images found in alchemy, not just the masculine and feminine. You have fire and water, dryness and wetness, warmth and coolness, the volatile and the fixed, the physical and the spiritual, the sun and the moon, masculinity and femininity, gold and silver, circle and square, etc. And if you're ever bored, which maybe you are, if you're in quarantine, you can Google um, alchemical illustrations and it's all symbolic. Uh, you'll see the green lion, you'll see the solutio, you'll see the dove. It's, it's all very interesting. So if you ever want to check out the physical arts, because alchemy was also a great source of art um, during its peak in humanity. And the union of these opposites constitutes uh, what we're doing here in conjunction. And step four is the divine union of spiritual energies with earthly energies. In a mystical sense, conjunction is the understanding of or the experience of the unity of opposites or the unity of paradoxes, the experience of the unity that lies behind our physical world of duality and our prior limited understanding could only see it as opposite because when we get to step seven unity consciousness you guys that's what we're really looking at and these are the veils these seven steps these are the veils that we slowly and gently are presented with. I think about my own spiritual awakening and um, I get really tearful and emotional because I cannot think of a more gentle, getting a little emotional, but I cannot think of a more gentle awakening. It was like, I just got goosebumps. It was like spirit just like nudged me awake in the most serene and beautiful way that made me feel safe. And I'm so grateful for how my spiritual awakening took place. And of course, it still continues to this day because once you... <laughs> Once you're awake, two things happen. You can no longer go back to sleep. It becomes impossible to forget. And the second thing that happens is you realize how much there is to learn and how much you don't actually know. So it's quite a process. And that's everything I wanted to talk about in today's episode for conjunction. As always, I so enjoy talking with you guys about these topics. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Val Cody. You can send me a DM or you can email me. My email is ValerieAnnaCody at gmail.com. And again, I really appreciate this, you guys. You have no idea how much I enjoy that people want to listen to what I have to say because if I didn't have this outlet, I would probably drive the people in my life crazy talking about this stuff all the time. So thank you. And I hope that everyone is staying safe and using this time 
to focus inward and focus on our inner space and not distract ourselves too much or entertain ourselves too much. I love each and every one of you and we'll talk next week.